You've stumbled across another front page football podcast. Or you actually meant to come here. Well, either way, Christian, strap yourself in and get ready to join us on a roller coaster of emotion more entertaining than the Western Sydney Wanderers' last four seasons. And more fun than Ernie Merrick's goal celebrations. Or something less intense than Kevin Muscat and John Cosmina's touchline scuffle. Anyway, Leo, this is the front page football podcast. And it's live. Hello and welcome to the first Front Page Football podcast. Recently relaunched was Front Page Football, recently re-established was Front Page Football and now it's slowly starting to take over the Australian football landscape. My name is Leo James and well, you've probably never heard my voice before this unless you live in Adelaide and listen to community radio. Joining me and uh, one of my lifelong best mates, which this is so exciting to launch together, Mr. Christian Marchetti. Welcome. It is great to be here. Isn't it just? We have been talking about this for so long. We have. And there's, I mean, we do have a little bit of an agenda to get through, but basically we're just going to sit here for the next 30 to 45 minutes and just rant. Maybe longer if I'm feeling good. Potentially. I don't know. I've got stuff to do and it's 9pm on a Monday night. Have Merry Christmas to to everyone. By the way, um, if you're here in SA, it's not the most joyous of times, but Victoria, New South Wales and the rest of Australia kind of look like they're getting back on track, unlike some of the Isuzu Ute A-League men's and Liberty free-thinking loan A-League women teams, whatever right? they want to call themselves. Free-thinking loan? For, yeah. For, for, yeah. I mean, <laughs> amazing start to this one. Uh, welcome, though. Thank you for listening. Um, we want to give a bit of a shout-out as well to some of the incredible team of front-page football. It's a, it's a culture that has been cultivated recently and uh it is is probably one of the best cultures in australian football media (laughs) at this current time i'll let you do the honors of shouting out those writers because they are an amazing bunch of blokes an amazing bunch of writers and over the next few weeks i'm sure we'll be able to hear from 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 quite a few of them absolutely absolutely um these guys have been uh incredible over the last couple months um the way this site this this idea, mm. uh, really. And we'll get into it soon about how... We will. What front page football is, what yes. you can expect to see from it and where it started, That's how it right. died, and now it's come back. Yeah. And now it's healthier than ever. Anyway, I'll, I'll let you keep going. Sorry. How dare you interrupt me. <laughs> but, uh, Apologies. <laughs> no, uh, I just want to shout out Tom uh, Thomas Pombart, Ian Pulsinski, Patrick Braschetto, uh, Sharnan, Jeremy Magan, Matthew Olsen, and Tanner Code, all of mm. our writing team... Um, for the amazing work they've been doing, Ian as well with the social media work that he's been doing, just everyone um, who has been involved in particularly the last 12 months uh, of, of front page football and getting this so who uh, are we? up and running. Yeah. Leo James and Christian Marchetti. Well, we go back a long way. We, we went do. to primary school with each other. We didn't go through high school with each other and we didn't go through university with each other, <laughs> but we've remained, I'm pretty sure to say, and I, I bloody hope you agree, We've remained pretty. No, close mates. we did not have some rough years there. It's no. okay. Just, just, just life choices. Yes, pretty much. Yeah, that makes it sound like we weren't friends. No, well, this is getting very personal. Anyway, front page football. It wasn't was like hatched. that. It wasn't like that. All yeah. right, it's fine. No, it's all good. That's good. Anyway, front page football launched as an idea back in 2016 when Fetus Leo James and Fetus Christian Marchetti were <laughs> peeking through the middle of high school and got bored one night at a sleepover and were like, okay, this is what we want to do with our lives. Let's just start this website 
Pretty much. And the website looked disgusting. It didn't have its own name. It was called wixsite.com forward slash front page football, now, I believe. Hang on. It was called football footage yes initially yes and because it was a youtube channel it was a youtube channel by <laughs> leo james yes who now hopefully he doesn't get angry with me mentioning this but it used to be called leo the soccer bro 18 yeah look that on his youtube <laughs> it used to be a really sweet spot and people would bring that up all through high school and oh, funny funny video anyway i had this intro video on on the channel, I can't even remember what the video was called because it brings back so many traumatic experiences as a child. Anyway, the only way I could get rid of that YouTube video was to contact YouTube support and use the no. help button saying, my child is in danger. Oh my God. I did not know about this. Yeah. You never told me about this. No, I don't know how. I think I just wanted to put Leo the Soccer Bro Days you know, right in the background and now it's back it's done a full 360 that's right not 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 the channel that's no yeah, the channel is is buried and will never resurface again <laughs> this is the closest thing you can get to leo the soccer bro 18 again um anyway who are we how did we end up in this position what happened to front page football and uh and what can you expect to see from this podcast well long story short football footage was a youtube channel not a great one but it was a YouTube channel. It was a starting point. It was a starting point. And then it turned into a website, which did the occasional article on, I can't yeah. even remember what. Pretty much, yeah. Anyway, then we launched the idea of front page football in year nine. We were, how old? I would have been, I would have been 15. 15, so 15, 16. Yeah, because, oh no, no, no. I would have been 14 because in year nine, you're usually 15, but I'm a year younger than my age group. So I would have been 14, yeah. Okay, so 14 and 15, we start this thing called front page football. The only contributors, it, we, we were scraping the barrel for content. We really didn't know what we were doing. We did, but we didn't at the same time. Yeah. The graphics, well, that was early days in Photoshop. You know, we were Pretty much. We were basically teaching ourselves as we went on. Anyway. And, and Leo has progressed in that space. Yes. Um, and I am still a Photoshop noob, but that's fine. Yes. Well, that's all good. had various experiences and now look where we are. Pretty much. Back here. Um, anyway, so... Which went on a bit of a hiatus for a bit. I thought it was dead and buried. I think we lasted two years until about 2018. I, I think it was about 18 months, something yes. like that. I, I remember probably the biggest we got was, Leo, you were pitch side. I think you were pitch side in the Adelaide United game. Mm. Um, and you got some footage. There was a game. I think it was Adelaide United and, and Brisbane Raw. And they got into a real scuffle. I think... There was a yes. tackle from Stefan Mork when he was playing at Brisbane Raw, something like that. I think it was the John, uh, the Ross Aloisi fight. That's right. And Ross Aloisi got in a fight in the tunnel uh, mm. with someone, and Leo was pitch side, and he able he got he got a picture yes. of like the tunnel. What? Not like an in depth picture, but there was like a live kind of picture. It of what was enough, happening. And that was our breakthrough moment. <laughs> this was a huge no. In the biggest all claim to fame for us. That was massive because I remember. I think one of the main networks or something some main um um network yeah i, I can't remember which site but mm. they shared it uh in their article they actually embedded the tweet in their article yeah uh, i remember you at the time were like going off like oh my god <laughs> front page football featured on this article so that was a real high point um other than that not not really mm. i'll tell you what definitely not the consistent level of engagement that we're getting right now yeah that's what I would say, um, for sure, for mm. sure. Um, current roles, you are still involved. I've unfortunately had to take a bit of a back seat. Yeah. And this podcast has been meaning to come. Yeah. I mean, we've already been talking for seven and a half minutes. 
Wow, apologies. <laughs> this <laughs> podcast has been has been meaning to relaunch for about a year, I reckon. Now we've been talking about a podcast for that long, mm-hmm. but unfortunately, life's busy. But Pretty here much. we are, two days after Christmas, living life, loving life, and uh, recording this podcast about to have an amazing discussion. So, front page football. Our tagline is that Aussie football lives here and it's top content produced by the next gen because mm-hmm. the biggest problem we found yep. was that there were no opportunities, proper opportunities. Like there's there's obviously decent opportunities around the place, but... Um, and there's probably less now. Less now. Yep. Yeah. Um, unfortunately. But that's fair. Yeah. So, well, yeah, I guess we just thought, let's start our own thing. Mm. Um, and so we did. And we, we did. even made merch. That's right. We made merch, merch cool. there. Yeah. You contacted some guy in was it some guy in Queensland to do some that? Some guy in Queensland. Big shout out to insert name here. <laughs> anyway, it was great. It was a great few years and uh, really yep. enjoyed it. But now we're back, bigger than ever, yep. and with a brand new podcast, which we hope you, the listeners, whatever you're listening to this on right now, enjoy it and enjoy it over the next year, two years, however long. Hopefully, we're as able long as to possible. prolong this for. Yeah. Can I, sorry, can I just butt in for a second? Of course you can. Because then we had the relaunch. Yes. In August of last year. Yes. And that was an interesting thing as well because that was actually uh, when I was uh, at uni. Mm. Well, yeah, I guess I still am. That's a thing for another day, I guess. Yes. But <laughs> I was at journalism, doing journalism degree at uni, uh, first year of that. And one of the assignments was do your own blog. And I was thinking... Well, I could do like something else. I can still remember. <laughs> but I'm uh, just like, basically, my first thought with anything just goes straight to football. Mm. <laughs> so I was just like, well, let's just relaunch this thing. Mm. And so I remember sending you a message being like, yep. is that all right if I just relaunch this thing? And you were like, yeah. And from it. there, it's all good. But up until that point, maybe we should shout out someone at UniSA for the uh, relaunch of Front Page Football because up until that point I never had it on my mind and then yeah. just relaunch bang can we start, just talk about yeah. the logo for a second the logo and the website design because I still have nightmares from looking at that thing I think the I think or well, the initial one I, that I did I think your logo <laughs> I wish I just wish you could see this thing right now for those listening at home this thing was like designed on I think Microsoft Word it looked at it looked like it had been screenshotted like 27 times. It was that low res. I don't even know what you call that typeface that you used. Uh, the icons on it, it was it was incredible. It was simply a work of art, but it had to change. And now we're here, which is very exciting. And I think- this, is, this, is, <laughs> this is why Leo, although, ta- although taking maybe a backward step, is still involved in this sort of aspect because mm. uh, um, I do not have the full repertoire of skills. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. It continues to learn every <laughs> single day. That is ten and a half minutes of an intro. Absolutely, um, that's a that's a decent chat. It Don't is. It is a decent fully chat. Described who we are, what we are, and, yep, and where we are, and where we're going. I mean, mm. where we're going, sky's the limit. Yeah, that's that's what I think. Uh, and you get that out of you. I mean, you get that perspective from everyone in that group chat as well. Absolutely. I mean, again. Shout out to our writing team. Very ambitious group of guys. Uh, um, you know, guys who... Ian Pulzinski going to a Sao Paulo, Sao Paulo Brazilian fans barbecue. <laughs> annual barbecue. Yes. Uh, the only non-Portuguese speaking guy there. Yes. 
which was uh, fantastic to see. You know, things like that. Uh, we we've got guys like Tom Pumba doing uh, some paid graphic design work with other sites. You know, guys who are just involved in these different things, all coming together with their ideas, and it's just great to be a part of. One hundred percent. Front page football. Done that. I mean, we probably should have shouted out the website a little little while ago. Frontpagefootball.net is the place to go. I mean, everything that we could, that we basically talk about today, tonight, whenever you're listening to this, is available on the website there. And look, I strongly encourage anyone listening, check out the laptop version of our website. Um, yes. There's a little bit of maintenance that needs to be done on the phone version. Uh, sorry on our part, but we yeah. will get to that. I mean, yeah. I'll just... I'll just pencil that time in the calendar. Yep. Um, let's have a bit of a general chat about where we're where we are at in Australia mm. right now. I think both seasons have got off to a, a really strong start. There's a lot of regenerated interest in both the A League men, A League women. I love the rebrand. When they first announced, I was a bit skeptical, but now I'm like, okay, this is really leading the way. It's not like England. I hate the segregation there. Premier League, FA Women's Super League. I love the A-Leagues. Yeah, um, yeah. I, see, I love yeah. the A-Leagues here. Obviously, a lot of clubs have a lot of work to do in terms of getting their women's program more involved with the club as a whole. I think, shout out the Western Sydney Wanderers. Their facilities look amazing and what they're providing to their women. Um, from an outsider's perspective, it's obviously really hard, but the teams like Sydney FC, Melbourne Victory, Melbourne City, Western Sydney Wanderers by far leading the way for their women's program. And I think they've really um, done well with this rebrand. Some of the other teams, um, they'll get there hopefully soon because yeah. after yeah. hearing inside stories, there's a lot of work to be done. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, let's talk about the Isuzu Ute A-League men first. Mm. This isn't even an official podcast, so I don't know why I'm plugging Isuzu Ute. What do you think of Isuzu Ute, Isuzu by the way? Ute. I mean, um, we ha- it's, not the, it's not the first rodeo with, a, with an automotive sponsor no. before. Obviously, Hyundai, but Isuzu Ute A-League men doesn't really roll off the tongue, does it? No, it, it kind of reminds me of Yokohama F Marinos. Isuzu. Yeah. It's, like, it's like these tyre... Yeah, but I think Yokohama's of. an actual place, isn't it? Oh, wait, no. Yeah, so I'm thinking of Yokohama <laughs> tyres. Oh, wow, wow. That's a real... Oh, this is a I'm note to myself. Just, for that to, later. <laughs> just add in the sound effect. Oh. Add in the sound effect. I have a bank of sound effects <laughs> on my laptop and I cannot wait to use these. Um, so, yeah, moving on. Isuzu, you, do you like it? Do you not like it? Uh, uh, I don't know. I'm undecided. I'm used to it I don't think now. I'm invested enough to I'm think about to it. it. To put it bluntly. Yeah, I don't really care, to be honest. Yeah. I I mean, think the, the, if, if it's paying the bills, if it's keeping the light on at APL headquarters... Pretty much. Pretty much. Uh, I mean, they can do what they want. If they want to call it Curious George A-League, then, you know, let's yeah. see if that if that works. Then, yeah, that's 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 my interest in that sort of stuff, I yep. guess. Leo, you are far more interested in that stuff. Fair enough. We'll, We've uh, got we'll a very OCD like head on that kind of stuff. Yeah. But what, what have you made at the start of the season? Start of the season. It's uh, been good. Obviously, some teams underperforming. It sucks to be in South Australia right now with Adelaide United, which have still failed to win at least one game. But they'll get there. Promising signs. Will they? I don't know. No uh, I mean, um, they'll, win, they'll win a couple of games. Yes. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but I don't know. It's uh, It's been a rough start, Adelaide United-wise, mm. uh, to put it lightly. Look, I think rather than going through the yeah. table head to toe, I reckon we can just yeah. pick out some key Absolutely. key observations so far. I'm loving the Newcastle Jets. That's the yes. first thing oh, that pops yes. to my mind is just how good it is for that region to have definitely you know a team that plays good football, has exciting players. It's not like... You know, James Vigili, I'm gonna wow, say this right now. that's the most exciting thing to come from Newcastle. Like Daniel, yeah. I think it's Daniel P. 
Pen, Daniel Pena. Pena. Oh, freak. baller. Baller. Mikul Tadzi, the striker. Baller. Baller. Just, just ballers. Ballers Arthur everywhere. Pappas, the slick back hair, the style. Baller in a baller. managerial sense. Jordan Elsie, Adelaide baller. Um, yeah, yeah. No. Right. Jack Duncan. <laughs> I think yeah. we can stop. Okay. <laughs> No. Talk to me Newcastle Jets though Newcastle Jets uh, Shout out to our boy Tom Pumbaa Because he's loving that team yes. as well They are awesome mm. Yeah I, I love the way they play football It yeah. is Ange Ball Done by Arthur Pappas Yes yeah, so If we can kind of get that It's it's the Pappas Ball Interpretation of Ange Yes yeah. uh, So yeah But it's They're great to watch uh, They've got Valentino Yule They've got Pena, they've got Mikel Tadze, they've got Bumal. This Even guys quartet. like Dylan Manane. I mean, the yeah. Blues scored a goal yeah. against the Wellington Phoenix, my Wellington Phoenix. Rip. You got Dylan Manane, since he... I remember he was really exciting when he was at victory, and I always found he mm. was really underrated. Yeah. you got blokes like him coming back into the A-League this season, or the A-League men, sorry. Well, just, just quick tangent on him. Like mm. He's had a very successful... Not very successful, but... A pretty decent career overseas mm. uh, in in Finland. Finland for a looks couple like of a clubs, weird yeah. place to go and play. So it is, but he did get a move to HJK Helsinki, which is the biggest club in yes. Finland. So interesting, played a few games there. But yeah, as you were saying, sorry. Mm. Um, let's just keep talking A League men yeah. because it has been it's been good. Mm. But it's been weird. There's something about this season which is weird, it's and been, I don't know what I it think, is. I think the crowds, I think it's the whole Paramount Plus. The Paramount Plus, the crowds. That still the lingering. Been awful. No, 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 no. It's not, it's not been awful, but there's that lingering. I think. Look, I'm not. I think Danny Townsend, the APL. I think maybe they got everyone a little bit too overhyped at the start of the season. I mean, myself, myself included. Yeah, but you don't want to underhype people. No, you don't want to underhype people. That's <laughs> that's true. Like, yeah, you're the only. <laughs> if you're like, well, you know, the alley's going to be dull this season. <laughs> yeah. Well. <laughs> You know. I really want to buy a membership. <laughs> really yeah, wow. Well, I want to watch it every well, week well. now. Yeah, Milos Ninkovic, yeah, he's like 45 years old. Anyway. <laughs> hey, look, um, can we just break for a second? Dude, what the f- doing? They're enjoying the show. Yes, I know, but I want them to enjoy our online content as well. Fair enough. I mean, when you look at it, the online content is banging. It's pretty smoky. It's pretty fresh. I mean, when you look at it, it's straight off the FPF press and there's only one place it goes directly to which is frontpagefootball.net. It's got links to everything within the Front Page Football atmosphere, links to socials, links to the podcast, the latest news, the best opinion pieces that are really stirring the pot across Australia, and you can get it all, frontpagefootball.net. Anyway, back to it. (laughs) But I don't know. There's something about it, particularly the opening rounds. There was just this little... Cannot stop laughing, can you? Yeah, no. Yeah. It, it would be funny, though. Imagine if marketing was just, yeah, we're just going to market what it is. Yeah. And we're not going to actually overhype anything. That would be interesting. But mm. it, it, there was a bit of like, I think what, what I'm talking more about, I guess, is when Danny Townsend was like, this is going to be similar to like the Big Bash League when the Big Bash League exploded. He mm. said that on a podcast with And Michael. now look at the Big Bash League. Yeah. Dead. And it's dead now. It is dead now. Yeah. I, I was noticing that a couple of weeks ago. Um, it was a bit like, oh. The big bash. That's mm. it's still a thing. Yeah, more like the small bash. Mm. Oh. No, not the best. <laughs> not sound best. effect. Note to self. Sound effect. <laughs> so I'll get that. I'll get that. Yes. But um, yeah. So it's it's a work in progress. Yes. I think um, that they, they're promising a lot of things. Where you know a lot of new deals. They're trialing a lot stuff. of things as well. Huh? They're trialing a lot of things. They are trialing a lot of things. 
Uh, like what? Joint press conferences. Joint press... Oh, no. We've opened a can of worms. Leo mm. James is going to be uh, giving his little take here now on joint press conferences. I mean, right? I reckon you're on a bit of a, a, a good little tangent, but... So keep going. I'll tell you what, we'll circle back to uh, the joint press conferences. Mm. Uh, the Nick Montgomery, Steve Corrigan joint press hate conference. It. Didn't hate it. Didn't hate it. But despite what I said before, yeah. after, after after some burgers for dinner, didn't hate it. I thought, you know, this is a it's a it's a sign that they are trying to get things right. Yeah, which is exciting. Just don't think it was executed in the best way. You know, like they just just little things, like joining the two fabric banners together and having them overlap mm. looked disgusting. It was like yeah. this is not professional. Like if you're gonna do things like a joint press conference, put them in front of a TV screen where mm-hmm. you can have both sets of spots. You know, little things yeah, like yeah, that yeah. where. The A-League still, you know, scams out on professionalism. Yeah, yeah. Is it, yeah. I think, yeah, I, I agree. And I think it's those little things which are still, I mean, it's still sometimes, like I understand Channel 10, for example, it's free to wear uh, and you're going to have ad breaks. I get that. But having ad breaks, which then end up delaying the game mm. because the broadcasters are waiting for the, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just a bit... Mm, this was... Yeah. This, this is a very good point. Paramount mm. Plus and the whole... It's been a bit divisive, hasn't it? Yeah, but you'd think they'd have it right by now. If this was Optus... I remember yeah. when Optus Sport, obviously, the kerfuffle, which was the 2018 FIFA World Cup. We won't circle back there. <laughs> Poor Optus. But they've fixed their problems. And I think when they first started broadcasting the Premier League things weren't right for no, you know that's true. four or five weeks but then they fixed it you know like you go just, just you, on that even stan sport the teething issues with the champions league coverage my god i mean uh obviously being a dedicated shows fan i'm watching all the champions league games and it is a disaster <laughs> still a disaster times. like it's that at half time i'll give you an example sorry sorry to cut you off you mm. you were very into your point there but then at half time there's no like kind of stu- if if you're not the main game there's no studio understandable whatever yeah. but they're kind of showing these repeats of like a single highlight from the first half and it just goes over and over again and showing different angles and you're kind of like mate I think I'd rather just see ads to be honest <laughs> it's like that guy do you remember <laughs> I don't know do you remember the old W League yeah and the time the operator ended up on the screen with a trombone in the oh, back oh that was it's like if that guy thing. was looking after it but he fell asleep yeah <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but you know, like little things. The thing that really frustrates mm. me about Paramount Plus is that you go into the app. There's no ladder. There's no score center. Mm. Like it doesn't even say that the game's live when you press on it. It's like it says it's a new episode. Yeah, it's yeah. like it's a live game of football. It's mm. not a new episode of Riverdale on Netflix. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, like, and I think people can correct me if I'm wrong. You can't even rewind. There's that. You can't go outside is that, is of the that app a little with the game. Though? Is that a little bit like I, know, I understand? A I wouldn't be able to pause it. Okay, no. If pause, I need to pause, go onto my Macers to order a McFlurry to go pick up a half time, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I want to be able to still watch the game when I go back onto the app. You can't even rewind. But is you that Paramount Plus pause? just saying, look, if you don't get here on time to watch the game, then too bad you can't basically, rewind it. Basically, maybe they're just really stubborn and they're like, no, <laughs> cute. <laughs> maybe they're just like, hey. You know, you got to be here on time. Yeah. This is this is how it's going down. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's... But what I mean is, are we a little bit... I think sometimes maybe we are a little bit... We expect this Paramount Plus to be like this fantastic Optusport-like coverage. I have to say Optusport now, although you mentioned they're the World Cup. 
and that was a little bit shaky. I think now it's pretty good. Oh, it's easily. It, yeah. It'd have to be. I mean, it's evidence that they keep winning mm. all these awards for their yeah, streaming. that's right. That's and right. And their platform as a whole. Like, But do we need to give this a little bit more time for Paramount Plus to understand what their viewership maybe needs a bit more? Yeah, I don't six, know. You think the A-League's appointed a whole new marketing team mm. of which their head of content was the director Optus of Optus Sport. Richard Bayless, yes. Yes. So why haven't heads like Richard Bayless been saying to Paramount Plus before the league kicked What's off, going on? this yeah. is what we need? And why wasn't it set up before the start? But didn't Richard Bayless and David Weiner, David, we'll just call him David, yeah. and Richard Bayless, they joined pretty late. I'm pretty, I reckon they joined yeah. after that deal already had been struck. Uh, yes. they, they joined the APL. Yes. So I'm not sure. Maybe it's kind of they've joined in. That's already going. And um, now it's it's kind of like, well, what are we going to kind of do about this now? Mm. So I don't know. I, give it a bit of time, I guess. Uh, I was talking to a colleague a few weeks ago and even he said, look, they're kind of with the Keep Up app. They're, mm. They've poured a lot of money into that. Yeah. There's a lot of people being picked up from other networks who, who lost their jobs on those networks like Channel 10, things like that and are now filtering into the Keep Up system, I guess, yep. and doing stuff for them. Uh, so we'll see. We'll, we'll give it time. Uh, but right now, I think we can both agree. I, I think the wider audience can agree that maybe there are some teething issues that need to be resolved. Mm. Frontpagefootball.net is the website if you want to read mm. anything. From Front Page Football, if you want to get even more after this podcast, which congratulations to you. I'm surprised that you've survived 25 minutes of us rambling on. But FrontPageFootball.net is the website, of course. There's some amazing content going up um, on there. And if you want to, subscribe to this podcast to get more and more and more and, and more and more as uh, opportunities and mm. as episodes continue to roll out is the best place to be wherever you're listening to this on. Thank you so, so much. For your support. Let's turn our attention to the A-League women now because I've loved the start to the season. It's probably not what you've expected from some of the bigger clubs and some of the smaller no. clubs are really starting to perform. Well, there was a feeling with Melbourne Victory that they signed... Correct me wrong. Lynn Williams was her name? Or? Yes. That's right. From Lynn the Williams. United yes. States Women's National Team, of That's course. That's right. Uh, they signed Lynn Williams on loan and they won the first game against Adelaide, I believe it was 5-1. And it just kind of... You just thought, these guys are going to go again and win the premiership. They're going to cruise. Mm. A little bit, I think, like people thought with Melbourne City and the men's side of thing as well. Yes. But now... And they're still third. They're still third. They're still doing very well. But uh, that result yesterday... Wasn't expecting it. That was... Wow. Uh, was, was not expecting it. No. No, was not expecting it. Oh, Hannah Wilkinson, five goals. Mm. Melbourne victory was some absolutely shambolic defending. Mm. The second and third goals in particular. I was actually just watching them today. Jeez, I mean... Some of the goalkeeping this season... Yeah, yeah, has it has... atrocious. Look, I don't know if... There's no two... Mm. Like, there's no other way of saying it. It has been, hurt, like, horrible. Yeah. Like, the A-Leagues posted the other day a Grace Smart... Like, all credit to Grace Smart. Like, good on you for taking a shot out there. But no way on God's beautiful earth would that have ever been a goal. Yeah, yeah. Like... They were describing it as a weldy. It literally, I don't even. It didn't slip through her hands because her hands weren't even there to save it. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Honestly, I, think I have seen quite a few long-range goals where you kind of you are looking and thinking keeper's got to do better. Keeper's yeah. got to do better. Um. So, I don't know. A lot of teams in the A League women look like they're trying to play out from the back more, which is mm. great. Uh. But 
it seems like that's that's going to need a bit more time for coaches to get that idea across. Yeah. Just looking again at that game yesterday, a couple of, well, that second goal, big giveaway. Yeah. Keeper gets pressed, hits it against a the striker. There's been a lot of mistakes. It. Yeah. Um, I find this season in the A-League. We're going to tell you what, one thing I am, mm. I don't want to be too negative on the whole competition as no, a whole. No, not at all. One thing I'm very, very excited about is Adelaide United and what's to come in the next few weeks. Because if you look at the players who are joining this squad in the past week, two weeks. Um, you've got Kayla from America and, of course, Dylan Holmes returns to Adelaide United after a bit of a spell in Sweden, I believe. With they loved BFK her here, Harkin. Dylan Holmes. Yeah. Absolutely loved her, yeah. Well, Adelaide girl, of course, has mm. played at Adelaide City Adelaide for City, a number yeah. of years, has gone on to now have a couple caps for the Matildas under Tony Gustafsson. Um, Gustafsson, sorry. Should we... T- should we get into the Tony Gustafsson Matilda's Asian Cup a little bit later on? Eventually, maybe? eventually, yeah. Because I think there's a bit to digest. There about is a bit the to digest there. as well. Mm. Um, but on a whole, you happy with the with the way the A League women have kicked off? Yeah, yeah. I think. I mean, just just looking at the table right now, four, four points separating first and fifth. Mm. Uh, so, are your girls over across the ditch uh, struggling a bit in their yeah. first season? Understandable, I guess. I think yeah. to have them stationed... Stationed? Stationed out at Wollongong. Stationed makes them sound like they're cattle. Yes, I know. <laughs> um, yeah, no, so they're not stationed. They are living and playing for as professional female footballers for the first time from Wollongong in New South mm. Wales, of course, which adds a whole new level yeah. of... Um, complexity. Complexity, good yeah. word. Good word. Thank you. Um, yeah, no, they are obviously struggling a little bit, but mm. I think we all saw that coming. Un- as unfortunate as it is, I think <laughs> Wellington struggled enough to struggle, um, to field an A-League yeah. men's team. Well, uh, ju- just while we're on the topic of the Wellington Phoenix woman, we'll just give a little shout-out to an article that was on the website at the start of this month from, from one of our writers, Matthew Olsen, uh, just on the Wellington Phoenix women and how they've come about. And it is interesting, Leo, to see the impact and they are symbolic of the impact of the 2023 Women's World Cup and their growth and their initiation into the I competition. I mean, you can only imagine yeah. that Wellington for a number of years mm. would have been trying to get a professional women's team yes. in in the then W League, now A-League women. Um, but obviously, 2023 Women's World Cup in 2023, sorry, adds a whole new level of rules yep. and regulations that, you know... And pressure. So it's a, it's a blessing in disguise for so many different reasons, but the fact that Wellington have now finally been pushed into actually having to have a women's team is super exciting for the sport over there because, uh, mm. you know, the football ferns are actually, they're a solid team. They are, I mean, they they're are, coached they are by Tom Samani. They've got players like Hannah Wilkinson who yeah. just scored five goals. Um, players like Annalise Luongo, uh, Longo as well, um, who's obviously had a great career with Melbourne Victory in the A-League women. Um, and overseas, I believe, you know, they've got some great talent coming out of New Zealand and now to be able to showcase that here in Australia. Um, and, you know, the A-League women is, is a lot of eyeballs are on the league from places like England, from places like the United States with the NWSL. You know, so there's a lot of eyeballs now on New Zealand women's football as well, which you can only imagine is going to be a really positive thing. Definitely. Uh, I've always been a believer that if, a team from across the ditch is going to come here and they're going to improve our quality in Australia, then why not? Mm. Uh, and I've been very critical in the past. I think last year, it was late last year, I did a little article on the on the website, actually, on when the Phoenix woman was originally uh, rejected their proposal from the Federation. 
you might remember yes it was about december november last year november yes. last year i believe and uh i was kind of thinking after all the save the next stuff uh in the men's side of things and the the issues with the license um with the a-league license for wellington phoenix i just kind of thought it was getting to a stage where the ff the the uh, the fa were almost kind of just just shitting on wellington for no reason mm. um you know so now to see them actually coming through in the women's competition and, and getting their own team is, is really good to see uh, as well. Um, so, yeah, and, and just on that broader point of uh, investment in the women's game, we're seeing it just in our own backyard here, Leo, in, in South Australia at the moment with the government, the local government taking a bit more, yeah, you know, impetus into investing, improving facilities. Hopefully, Highmarsh Stadium, Coop Stadium will have two change rooms it's now got four. They're already done. There you go. All yep. done. Uh, and super then, exciting. That's right. And then you've got uh, the development of Highmarsh with... It's going to look very similar to how it looked in the 2000 Sydney Olympics with the corners uh, covered up or... No, so... No, or is that... So you should actually have a look on, on yeah. what the, the final plans are because it's going to be super exciting for football fans here in Adelaide. Of course, Christian and I... <laughs> From yeah. SA, SA rep uh, from Adelaide, yep. but no, the, the plans for the stadium... None of these uh, Victorians and Sydney siders here. No. <laughs> Fortunate? Mm, potentially. Yeah. Um, no. So, the plan with Cooper Stadium is to go from two to four change rooms. That's been mm. complete. Yep. To upgrade the eastern stand by going out and up and Hence putting a roof. why the tarps at the moment yes. at Adelaide United Games, if anyone is still not clear on that. Yes, as you were saying, Liam. And... Two TV screens, a new pitch, new ribbon LED advertising hoardings, new sound system, uh, and new food outlets, which I believe have already been done apparently, mm. but they look the same. So, and hopefully, some new and improved um, signings for Adelaide United in January. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's uh, send an email to veto. Um, no, um, so very very exciting times for yeah. Adelaide United for the the game here in South Australia. I mean, of course, this is getting a bit off topic from the yeah. A-Leagues and everything else in between, but the State Centre for Football. Yes. Oh my goodness Cross, me. Yes. Here in SA, isn't that going to be a great asset for the game? Um, I don't know if you've seen many pitches recently. I have seen a couple, place, yes. yes. I'm itching to get there yes. as soon as it opens. It, like a proper grass pitch in mm. the state for like top tier local football not uh, synthetic not synthetic two synthetic pitches two synthetic, out the back yeah, yeah um, a 1000 seater grandstand 10 five-a-side pitches mm. you know like a gym an SA football museum football SA finally get to move out of the dungeon that is Cooper Stadium's yeah. back offices um, yeah it, it's exciting times ahead and I think it's just better for all parties isn't it I mean you know football SA moving out of there moving out of Manson Street there you know it's a sign of the times and it's a sign yeah. of the growth that, we, you know, that we've experienced here in SA. Yeah, the, uh, you know, look, I'll say this openly and we've, we've had discussions before. I've always been a little bit, um, I guess, divisive and a little mm. bit um, critical, critical, for sure, of Football SA critical and some of the things Christian. that they've done in the past. And I like that. What? That could be a segment. What's that? Critical Christian. Critical Christian. Yeah, I might get into a rant later. Uh, <laughs> we'll see I'm how scared. we go. We're, th- we're 35 minutes through. I don't, know. I don't know. Always time for a rant. Absolutely. But anyway, <laughs> as I was saying, uh, <laughs> the uh, critical Christian continuing. Um, yeah, just on, on Football SA. And 
look, I've always been critical, I guess, more from a point of view of, of youth development, coach development, this sort of thing. But you have to give them props when it comes to the football centers, the uh, use of Mount Barker yes. as well, um, and and all of that. And now Jeps Cross, uh, Adelaide Olympic, uh, who I think everyone, uh, hopefully on the Eastern Seaboard, would become familiar with from the FFA Cup, then playing the FFA Cup recently. But now they are moving into uh, the Valo Football Centre as well. So yeah, just just some local stuff, uh, and more I guess for the people in SA here. But just to keep I guess some people informed on the Eastern Seaboard as well of what's going on over here, and it is good. Excuse me to I feel see. Feel like we don't really yeah. get get a look in as South Australians. No, it's always uh, very much. Oh, what's going on in Victoria? What's going on in New South Wales? True, but it's I never... think also I think that it also is vice versa. I I, I think. I would love to know probably a bit more about what's going on with, I don't know, a Sydney United or yeah. or an RPL Leichhardt and these sorts of clubs. I mean, there was even something, I remember Blacktown City, apparently they had a little bit of a change with their naming of their stadium and this sort of thing. And, and there's a bit of development going on with their club at the moment, mm. which I had no idea about till, till a few months ago as well. So I think more, I, I think we can both agree local coverage is a, is dropping big yep. time it's not i mean years ago it probably wasn't even that high anyway but now it's becoming almost like a real afterthought yeah which is a bit concerning i, th- I think for yeah. for a lot of us who might not have the chance to watch the victorian npl every single mm. week and the new south wales npl every single week queensland and wa but you know like five to seven select yeah. teams from each state i mean like if off the top of my head you go to new south wales i know manly united Sydney yep. United, RPL Leichhardt, uh, Blacktown City, Mount Druitt Rangers. Yeah. Um, uh, and that's where the, where it stops. <laughs> Victoria, Heidelberg United, Avondale, Green Gully. South Melbourne, Green Gully. Bentley Green. Uh, Bentley Green. But that's all from, yeah. the, from the FFA Cup. I mean, you go to Queensland, yeah. you got like Olympic, you got Redlands United, Magpies Crusaders. There was another one. There was another one. What are they called? North Queensland Fury. <laughs> <laughs> are they still a team? I believe they were. In I the don't know. NPL. Gold Coast Knights are still a team, and they are yes. still in the FA Cup, playing Melbourne Victory. Well, there's Gold Coast Knights, but there's also Gold Coast United. Oh, that might be Gold Coast Knights. Yes. Yes, that's Gold Coast yeah. Knights. So they're different. Good but one. yeah, moving on. Um, yeah. So, that, but th- I mean, yeah. that's where we need greater connectivity. Yes. Across NPL. Yeah, across I think Australia. So. I think so, and like even. I was just going to say, that's right. When Adelaide City played Melbourne Victory a few weeks ago, and I think people across the Eastern Seaboard were actually a little bit unfamiliar with Adelaide City, which took me a little bit by surprise. At the end of the day, Adelaide City and the old NSL were a massive club, mm. uh, which was which was surprising. So Where it's like, where is that history gone? Yeah, yeah. And, and why isn't that history broadcasted more? Why is mm. that... And, look, we can get into a debate around how the ethnicity of clubs was taken out a little bit with... Uh, you know, like Sydney United now being, you know, now being named Sydney United as opposed to Sydney Croatia and this sort of thing. That's a debate for another day. And people have got all sorts of strong opinions like that because of its links to culture and communities which and multiculturalism, which is so important in this country. Yeah. But uh, at the end of the day, there, there does need to be a bit more uh, understanding. And, and even things like, links between clubs interstate so if if i'm an adelaide city maybe i reach out to a city and i I don't know and and maybe we can strike some sort of thing where we can send players over for trials and things like Mm. that to to test each other out and and give players different environments to operate in 
these sorts of things aren't really experimented. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Good chat. Good chat. That's what we want. Good chat. Real tangent. I mean, we, we've just gone from A-League women mm. into almost... The ethnicity to- <laughs> of NPL clubs across Australia. There's, there's a lot to unpack there. And mm. this being our first episode, I think we can probably bookmark that for another yeah day yeah yeah we, because we, we can talk and talk and talk right. and talk and talk about it absolutely yes absolutely i mean i could with anyone you can have a two-hour three-hour conversation yeah. over the phone about football mm. every day of the week it's yeah. that's just just what it's what it's like fair enough hey um is there anything else you wanted to talk oh, we might should, should we should we touch on a little bit of the matildas and the asian cup tony gustafson national teams potentially yeah yeah absolutely where um, are we at because where are we at? Let's um, talk Matildas first. Mm. Not impressed. Don't know Absolutely about you. not impressed. People love Tony and they love him because he's smiley and he engages mm. with the crowd probably better than any other Matildas coach ever has. But the football isn't great. No, the football is all over the place. It was bang average at the Olympics and people were like, yeah, we made the quarterfinals. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, but we shouldn't have. That was, no, <laughs> you know? that's right. That's wasn't right. convincing. Those games against the United States are like, oh. A real struggle. God. A real struggle with that two-game series. They're not looking like their former selves. They're, they're looking like a mm. 50th ranked team in the world, not six or wherever they are now. Yeah, yeah. And again, another shout out to, to, to our, one of our writers, Tom Pomba, who did a couple of articles on the Matildas which recently. you can access of course at frontpagefootball.net that's right frontpagefootball.net do not forget it and again preferably laptop version but uh, <laughs> wow you're really putting this pressure on me to like <laughs> fix this mobile site if I make it public it's probably going to be more likely to happen isn't it uh, if there's any software developers out there website developers please or if there's any software developers that could teach me <laughs> just some basic uh, phone website editing skills then that yeah. would be really good yes so yeah but either way yeah Tom <laughs> Tom had an read article. the words. Huh? Anyway, yes, keep... No, continue. Oh, just so rude interrupting me. But the... <laughs> at the start of the month, just following that two-game series uh, with the Matildas in the USA and just noticing, just highlighting the slow starts to games, conceding both games, conceding inside five minutes mm. and just uh, conceding so many goals to Matildas. Uh, they've conceded... I think it was... There was a stat. Uh, let me just find it for a second. That's right. This was staggering, actually. Really staggering when I saw this. They conceded 24 goals across 10 games uh, under Tony Gustafson, the Matildas. Repeat that. 24 goals in 10 games, or in their last 10 games, anyway. Yeah. That's 2.4 goals conceded a game. Mm. That There's is been appalling. a few players played in interesting positions. Yeah. Like, Alana Kennedy was brought off the bench. Ellie Carpenter played centre-back for the whole of the Olympic Games when she's, like, the best fullback in the world, or one of the best fullbacks in the world. Like, I don't get how Matilda's fans across Australia and across the globe can see that one player is best suited here, and that's what, like, hundreds of thousands of fans. Yet, this bloke doesn't see that. Yeah, no, and I think when you're a manager and you're under pressure... And then you yeah, start but what to pressure, huh? Like what? What pressure is there as coach of the Matildas? You play one competition every. Shouldn't there be a pressure? Shouldn't there be a pressure to win? Well, there should, but you should also be able to rely on the quality of your players and just trust that you can get the best out of the players, which he hasn't. That's what I mean. So now that now there's pressure, I guess is what I'm saying. So what I mean is, 
self-inflicted. Yeah, that's exactly right. So I think I think we're kind of agreeing here. Like we look at those USA games, you've got Jessica Nash and Courtney Nevin mm. both played together at center half. Mm. In in I believe it was the second game. I think that's very yeah. I think so I mean trusting well, yes, trusting six, two youngsters like that is a big risk. Yes, but yeah. One day soon, we're not going to have Alana Kennedy and Claire Polkinghorne. So then it's like, oh, shit, where am I supposed to go now? Absolutely. All, all I'm saying is, if you do that, you put a Jessica Nash next to an Alana Kennedy for a few mm. games, as opposed to putting both youngsters. I think that's dangerous because you put both youngsters there, they concede early, they're under the pump by, you know, an anticipating crowd. You know, the amount of young Record girls... attendance. Huh? as well record attendance oh the attendances have been absolutely fantastic I mean it's it's putting Dale League men to shame uh, Dale League women uh, the the Matildas attendances at the moment they, they really are um, and it's just fantastic to see because they haven't stopped mm. for, for quite a while now so that continued interest is fantastic but I guess what I'm saying is the Matilda uh, USA sorry obviously a phenomenal side uh, one of the best if not the best sides in women's football and just even in the two-game friendly series, yeah, it is a friendly series, but a Jessica Nash, if I'm Jessica Nash and I'm being told, yeah, you're going to start tonight against the USA in front of a sellout crowd, that there's a pressure now all mm. of a sudden on me. This isn't just a friendly anymore. This is, what if I make a mistake inside 50, inside 50, inside five <laughs> minutes? What is this, the Crows <laughs> podcast? <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, so... There is a little bit of pressure there. So I thought that was a really ballsy move, putting two young players in together like that. Uh, and there is that reliance. Look, that's always going to be there, I guess. But there is more so than probably under it was under Alan Stajic. Uh, and that is that reliance on Sam Kerr yeah. uh, to score all the goals, I think. Well, it's similar vibes to yeah. what we had in the Socceroos with Tim Cahill. What we had, yeah, for sure. Well, And Josh Kennedy. Yeah. <laughs> Josh Kennedy with his huge goal against Iraq to yes. send us to the World Cup in 2014. Yeah, yeah, but it's like, yeah. In- yeah. Interesting times. We've just got to look ahead to the Asian Cup now and be like, Asian Cup, and are I we guess- going to lose against teams like yeah. India? Well, which- how about the, the Stadgers reunion? Yeah. In the Asian Cup. Wow. Awkward. Awkward, but <laughs> the plot lines, the yeah. story. I mean, that is, mm. that's going to be fantastic. Too. Who's he coaching now? Philippines. Right. Yeah, he's coaching the Philippines. So he left the Central Coast Mariners to coach the Filipino women. Yeah. Look, I, I don't want to. I'll, I'll be honest. I, I don't want to. volunteering at the Mariners or something like. No, I don't want to say anything to, because yeah, I don't want to be. But pay. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, it's it does. Interesting choice. Mm, it is an interesting choice. It is an interesting choice. Yeah. So, yeah. But, I guess in terms of personnel, does there need to be some changes again? A shout out to Tom Pomba, an article that came out a few days ago, just on some stars, some some informed stars in the A-League women at the moment who might be able to shake things up in that mm. squad. You're thinking of Claire Wheeler. Um, yeah, well, she came on in the last, yeah. I think, 10 minutes against against the US in Newcastle. I think it was the second game of the series. Yes. First or second. Yeah. And she made such an impact. Mm. And it's like, mm. why weren't players like Claire Wheeler given a chance earlier? Yeah. At least, yeah. you know, like at least a half of football, not 10 minutes in two games. I mean, even some other more dark horse types, Remy Simpson, Tara Andrews, Mackenzie yep. Hawkesby, Princess Sabini, maybe getting a recall yep. to the squad. Like, why not? Uh, and Rihanna Polisina? Polisina. Polisina. Apologies. Yeah, and maybe her as well. I mean, 
all these all these girls have been fantastic so yeah. far this season and why not maybe I think but now I think because there are no warm-up friendlies I mm. believe well not at the moment scheduled yeah. heading into that into that competition so I think Gustafsson he's, he's maybe missed an opportunity to maybe give a, a Policina yeah. or a Seamson you know that chance to maybe just get some minutes under their belt and get used to the environment I mean, he's been given a lot to think about yeah. let's hope mm. fingers crossed and he's got a good support staff with him as well that he can start to make not better decisions, but decisions that are more proven potentially and players who are yeah. proven that can come in and do the job. Yes. Exciting times ahead. Let's hope that Australia, um, and I'm sure we'll do a full preview of that in a later episode yeah. of the Women's Asian Cup, which is being held in India, of course. Bit of an interesting spot. Yeah. Yeah, I came across that, uh, that it was being held in India and I was like, oh. Okay. I mean, mm. they had the under-17 It was actually decent World watching. Cup, uh, a few years That's ago. What, I think there. that was yeah. Phil Foden's first proper yeah, yeah. World Cup. Phil Foden and some other guys uh, that are yeah throwing up in the Premier at the moment as well now. Mm. Yeah, so. so, you never know. You never maybe, know. Maybe India can be the breeding ground for Australia's next biggest star. Maybe. In women's football. We'll see. Mm. Got to be optimistic. Do you reckon we can win it? Can big, we, big question early on. Absolutely, we can on. win it. And I think... So, the last time the Matildas won the Asian Cup was in 2010... Uh, so it'll be 12 years was it not 2014 oh no they lost that no no I think it's 2010 in Vietnam yeah I think it's 2010 2010 fact check just enter some old holding music here please editor oh wait that's me hold it's 2010 hang on hang on either way either way whether they the, the, the drought if there's been a drought the Matildas should be going into this tournament with a mentality of we want to win mm. look they don't have to win but the mentality around our national teams needs to be far more confident going into certain tournaments certain games I mean you know this is a while ago now speaking but if we look at the Socceroos which has been for me a disastrous qualifying campaign at the moment mm. and I don't think it's going to get any better anytime soon you know we'll see you can hold me to that whatever but the game against Japan in Saitama playing a Japanese team which was probably one loss away from sacking their coach players low on confidence and we went there and we played a really defensive style and we lost 2-1 and that was frustrating to see so one thing I don't want to see from Gustafsson the Matildas is going there to India playing passively trying to nick goals on the counter-attack no yeah. you've got the quality let's go there let's win games let's bring the trophy home Perfect. Um, obviously, the first front page football podcast relaunched in August of last year, and now a brand new podcast for you to enjoy. Leo James, Christian Marchetti, frontpagefootball.net is the website, and you can find all the links to socials if you want to keep up with front page football further from there. Um, is there anything else you wanted to touch on before we, we sign off? I'm just trying to find out if the Matildas won the Asian Cup in 2020. <laughs> <laughs> I have basically run out of things to say. The last thing I wanted to touch on mm. was some awards. Well, award categories, which we've thought of. We, we've got a... So, because as, as yeah. episodes continue to roll out, we don't want it to be too structured. Some of our no. chats that we've had at burger joints, at Chinese restaurants, at Indian restaurants, at pizza places have been podcast worthy. Absolutely. So we've Just get out the turn... tape recorder and chuck it online. Yeah. Pretty much. 100%. And it would be gold. I think so. Oh. We'll see what people think. If we have three people listen over the next six months, <laughs> go us. Yeah. If we have 3,000 people listen, okay, maybe we're doing something right. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. But we're very open here. At no, well, pretty much I've got an idea and this comes from, I, I'm, I am 
as well as being a football fan, I'm a little bit of a basketball NBA fan as well. And I listen to a lot of podcasts in there. And a lot of the podcasts over there do funny sort of award segments where, you know, they use they name awards kind of under after players or, you know, legendary figures within the game and stuff. And it's quite funny because uh, it's based on their reputation. So, I mean, I've just got a couple here. We've got the... Josh Shatiro Award for most frustrating player of the week. Tell you what, he's actually doing really well this season. <laughs> he's scoring in like every game. But for the past however many seasons he's been in the A-League, yes, yeah. warranted. I've what got, else I've, do we have? I've got some other ones like the Antipostokoglu Award for best managerial decision of the week. I think that's... Very well thought out. Yeah, I think I think that makes sense. Yeah, it's fun. We've got uh, a Euro Snob Award for the best overseas performance. Like <laughs> that. that. That is a good conversation. Let's bookmark that. Absolutely. I'm bookmarking that because Euro snobs are and I am, top I am five pretty much most, a Euro snob, but yeah. You reckon you are? Probably. Probably. No, I mean, I take I take an equal interest wow. in both. Get off this podcast. <laughs> Get off this podcast. I take an equal interest Run in both whilst you still have a chance. European football and Australian football. Yeah. So that might qualify me as a Euro snob. But I've also got the Alessandro Del Piero best foreigner moment of the week as well in here oh, yes. uh, which might actually be renamed to the Ivan Kalava best foreigner moment of the week Dude. the way that's going man that guy that, man. is just vibing with victory fans at the moment and it's just great to watch mm. yeah oh, and I'll tell you what just, just before we move on one last one the Aurelio Vidmar award for coaching rant of the week oh, yeah. and obviously I'm referencing the pissant town rant from Aurelio Vidmar <laughs> all those years ago which was still just absolute gold anyway yeah. as you were saying very fair, very yeah. fair. Um, some great awards there. Have you got anyone that you'd kind of like put up for contention or is that Right something? now? Yeah. Ooh, right and now. And of course, if you're listening and you're like, okay, I know a name of someone who should be, you know, the gatekeeper of an A-League or as an, as an FPF podcast award, yeah. please send it through. We'd love to... Uh, to Absolutely. You know. Absolutely. Oh, well, I guess the Euro Snob Award, we could give one out here to Tom Rogic last night, getting a couple of assists for Celtic against St. Johnston. Big win in the Scottish Premiership for them. He's been playing fantastic. Big question mark is whether he can translate it for the national team, of course, with Tom. But uh, that would be one I could give out this week. So congratulations, Tom Rogic, if you're uh, almost certainly listening to this podcast, I'd imagine. <laughs> Once again, I'm sure it's already playing, but here's the sound effect of a random crowd <laughs> for Tom Rogic. And that's uh, Tom Rogic with the Eurosnob Award for Best Overseas Performance by an Aussie mm. for this podcast. Coaching was it? Coaching rant. Don't think we we haven't hit really had any dummies. No, I mean last year. year we would have given out a couple for Richard Garcia for sure. Oh yeah. Uh, oh, particularly Richie, after that. Also, he's got an interesting voice. He he is. Uh, I've heard I've heard some things about him, such as such as. Oh, are you not quite ready to to unpack that? Well, just just that Clip there's bait. no. I can I can unpack it a little bit. Yeah. Just that he's, he's maybe not the not the nicest bloke, basically. Yeah, right. maybe behind the scenes, just to certain people. That's that's all I've really heard. Maybe you need to part. be a bit of a hard ass over in WA. Yeah, to yeah. Get the best out of your Perth Glory players. Yeah, a little bit like that. Maybe um, we need Matt Olsen to do some investigative journalism. We might need to get our uh, our man based in the WA uh, to in the WA in the Western Australia. <laughs> in the Western Australia. <laughs> All right, it's nearly Podcasts 10 p.m. make you talk Nearly 10 p.m. Nearly 10 p.m. We're getting a bit delirious. We There's are. one more thing I want to do before we sign off here, and I want to make this a tradition. This, you didn't see this coming. Okay. I did not. But I, I have a random A-League player that you need to guess, and if you're listening here after 54 and a half minutes, 
play along with us Mm -hmm. as we sign out on this first Front Page Football podcast heading into a new year, two days after Christmas. (laughs) FrontpageFootball.net. FrontpageFootball.net, of course. And you can find the links to all the social pages on there. Absolutely. And all the links to the amazing work our writers continue to put in day in, day out. And this podcast will soon be added to that list. So, Christian Marchetti. Yes. As we sign out on this first podcast... You can't see me, but I'm stretching out now. I'm just getting ready, mentally ready. Okay. This man, and this this is very good for Tom Pombart as well, because I bet that bloke could get this in about a split second. This man epitomizes the Newcastle football region. He's back at the Newcastle Jets now. I was about to say Taylor Regan. No, yeah. he would be a good guest. That would be a good guest. Uh, He's had... Jason Holton? Yes. Well, wow. <laughs> congratulations, made it very, very easy. Christian Marchetti, thank you so much for your company. We're finally back. Finally back. And it's great to be back. And we plan on staying. Yes. Come on. I don't know why I doubted that. Anyway, thank you so much for listening. This has been the first ever in a long, long series to come of Front Page Football Podcasts, as Christian Marchetti mentioned just before. Frontpagefootball.net is the place to go. It is the best place. It's Aussie football lives here, and it is top content produced by the next gen. My name is Leo James, and I'll catch you on the next one.